Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I'm beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday. I am super excited about today's episode because we have not one Brit, but two Brits on this episode with us today. We have Pastor Jason, welcome, and his wife, Nan. We're glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks so much for joining us. And today we're going to be talking about a kind of a heavy subject, but timely, necessary, and so many, it's going to apply to so many people and help so many, uh, spiritual warfare in marriage. We have been in uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting, and now we're in From Victory, and you're talking about uh, a lot of spiritual warfare. Sure. And you've actually been talking about family pressures and postures all the way back to Only Jesus when we did that series uh, back in 2020. And you've talked about the way up or the way down is up. The way to victory is through surrender. The way to freedom is through submission. And then this sort of this upside down kingdom of God that you reference a lot in your messages many times. And you, you kind of come back to this idea a lot. So this is a really tough one, I think, for us to grasp. Mm -hmm. So why do you think that is? And why do you think it's so necessary to revisit that as often? Yeah, I think counterintuitive is the word. Uh, that I use oftentimes that much of a life journey with Jesus or living it out is very counterintuitive to the way our culture is. So, you know, we live in society, self-preservation, self-fulfillment, look out for self is the nature and essence of sin and the nature and essence of the air we breathe in the society we live in. Second Corinthians 5 talks about Christ died so we would no longer live for ourselves, which mm-hmm. means... Uh, before Christ and before relationship with him, the essence of life in many ways is living for oneself. And so that most affects when you commit your life to someone else. Right. And in the context of marriage and, uh, you know, it's, it's our, our culture chump trumpets, it champions on every level for us, the essence of freedom, uh, that, that, we so long for in our society, the essence of freedom is the essence to serve oneself and have others serve us as well, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's kind of the idea. So I think it's uh, as practical as I can say it in the context of marriage. um, We are very, all of us on the tip of our tongue and all of us can quickly articulate how you can help me. That's way more natural than here's how, how can I help you? Mm. So a very practical thing, I can tell you the ways if Nan would do this, it'd really help me out. Right. Or if the kids would do this, it'd really help me out. Mm-hmm. I can always articulate based on my pressure and what I think I need. On, this is what I need you guys to be doing to help me out. I think the counterintuitive is learning or disciplining uh, as a part of our faith journey and following Jesus. The first question, the posture for servants, how can I help you? Mm. How can I help you? That's good. Yeah. I, like you said, Jason, it's it makes me think of it. it's hard because... Uh, really just goes back to what we know and believe in the Bible teaches is is that um, we we have sin, we have a sin nature, and that then the the Bible talks about then that's it's always a fight um, every day right. between 
um, what we want and and then the spirit that mm-hmm. lives inside of us that empowers us to to live and follow the ways of Jesus. And so yeah. it's it's what I think it helps us to know ourselves and and to know that what comes natural to all of us is always selfishness. Mm-hmm. It's always um, looking out for ourselves and um, serving me and what I want, what I deserve, thinking of me in the moment, that is always our natural yeah. way. And so um, being aware of that every day, yeah. and, and no matter when you're 20 years old or 50 years old, you wake up every day with that struggle mm. between your flesh and, and the spirit. And so um, just being aware of that, right. I think that the sin in us and what just comes naturally yeah, to all of us absolutely. helps you then walk with the Lord and say, I, I, I need you to fill me and flow out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my only hope to, to be able to serve my family, serve my spouse, yeah. put their needs before mine. Right. Jason, you even said uh, in a couple messages ago, uh, you know your susceptibilities, yeah. your vulnerabilities, sure. your weaknesses. And so I, I think, you know, that, that really kind of that reminds that. Absolutely. me of that. And so I, would you say that the kind of the root of our spiritual battles comes from that root of selfishness, that sin within us. Yeah, the biggest fight's always looking in the mirror. Right. You know, the biggest fight's always kind of the one you look in the mirror. And so I think in marriage uh, or in our context of family, what Nan and I have learned is is sanctification or being made more like Christ is not necessarily ridding myself of all selfishness, but being aware of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> by the grace of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Yeah. And you know, you, that, you're, that, that you're aware of that. That's my natural instinct. Mm-hmm. And part of following Christ is I'm, I'm, I'm battling against that natural inclination, which the air we breathe just, just forces that in us even more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you even said too in in a couple messages ago that we you know when you get married you you got two sinners you've got one you know two sinners that come together and yeah. then when you have kids you you bring even more yeah, sinners. Kind of into box. Everybody got laughing. I realized I own something. It's like I just can't. Well, you, you married a sinner. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love him. Well, he's still a sinner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love my kids. Well, they're still sinners. That's right. Yeah. You know, are they? Well, they're saints. Yeah, they are saints. They're saints that are saved, but they still have a sin nature. You yeah, know? that's yeah. important. I, mean, I think that's especially in this culture because we don't really like to acknowledge that. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, and it's um, it's always easier to we know this to to point out the flaws yeah. in somebody else especially people you you live with every day and yeah. so it's it is hard to to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. but that is that is the, the the way forward that's the when the lord really can do a work in you but then uh, give you what you need to the love other people in your life because 100%. you realize the sin that is in you right. and um, the grace that God gives to you. So you're much more likely to extend grace to somebody else mm. uh, when you are fully aware of, of the grace that God has given you in your own life. That is a really, really great perspective because Jesus said that uh, he came not to not to be served, but to serve. Right. And so that's a really great perspective to have when you know how much forgiveness you need, how much you can extend to others. Um, so this, but again, we get that wrong. We've kind of flipped that around and it's hard for us to understand uh, in our culture of me first and climbing sure. a ladder sure. and you're here to serve me and meet my needs. So what are some things that we can do in our homes practically uh, to change that or shift our perspective? 
Yeah, I think in a homes, I'll put it in the broad context. We'll come back to marriage, but I'll put it in the broad context of family. We've got three, 14, 12, and 10? Nine. Nine. 14, 12, and nine. Mm -hmm. Nine year olds, we're trying to keep him nine as long as we can. Yeah, really? 13. <laughs> He's not 14 yet. Uh, 13, almost, 12, nine. <laughs> you ask the wife That's the right. ages of the kids, not the husband. He's right. something. Uh, who knows? They're there. They eat. Uh, right. He's a teenager. That's all you need to say. <laughs> so I think in the context of home, so one thing that we've worked on, uh, and I have to even as a pastor when you teach and communicate, but but even more as a father is don't scold or lecture them into when it comes to kids and family. Don't scold, lecture, preach, teach them into life's not about you. Mm. Invite them into living a life that's not about them. So mm. invite them into moments that, that that that's what we've learned because it's one thing for us to go, you know, Carson, life's not about you. Claire, life's not about you. And scold them. And when they're me, 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 it's not, that's one thing to scold and don't get me wrong. There's part right. of that. But I think oftentimes us just verbally telling them life's not about them instead of inviting them into, let me show you how life's not about you. So one thing is they've gotten older mm -hmm. and more cognizant. We very quickly try to invite them into opportunities to serve and do something that's not about them, but for other people. That's great. So in life of church at middle school, we try to, by the time they're in middle school, we try to them to have a place where they're serving and giving back in the church. That's right. That's great. That's just part of the route that we've made that choice. We want them to, mm -hmm. you know, at the holidays, we make sure they're a part of buying the gifts for other kids. They're a part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, that when we're helping somebody in need, that mm -hmm. their money's a part of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? When we see, uh, I use the illustration with the staff. Uh, my oldest has a very soft heart. See somebody on the street asking for money. Yeah. Uh, he's like, for the first few times, dad, dad, we got to give this person money every time, mm -hmm. every time Even to the point, Nan, I had to go ATM machine <laughs> and come back, which, you know, and, and really we started going, well, uh, we do, but do, why don't you put in yeah. what money? Yeah. And, and that was a big deal. And so just inviting them into owning life's not about them, just not telling them mm -hmm. life's not about them. So that's one of the things I would say. I think the way you turn that is not just scolding or lecturing, right. but inviting them into the opposite, right. if you will. Right. Yeah. Nan can give you some examples. Yeah, no, that's – and, you know, we – we we have to come back to this like weekly, you know, so yeah. it's it, we all get caught up in, you know, our life is busy. Yeah. And, and so for Jason and I, it's not we, we haven't always done this right. And we, we are always uh, resetting mm -hmm. and going, OK, where are we at? Where are we giving our time? Um, what are our kids involved in? And so it's just like an ongoing basis. But I know for me, um, oftentimes the most meaningful moments that, that God puts in your path, um, are the most inconvenient. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they really are. And, but I have learned how, if, if I choose to, to hit pause and be interrupted to allow our life to be interrupted by somebody that's in need, big or small, um, it could just be a conversation in the grocery store or, um, or stopping to help someone or taking a meal to some someone that can really be inconvenient in the time. It, our kids are a part of that. And, and we even talk through it of, mm -hmm. hey, we're, you know, everyone else isn't on our timetable. Yeah. Uh, when we think of others, right. um, we have to meet them where they're at. And often 
that's not very convenient. And yes. so you have to allow your life to, to be interrupted mm-hmm. by other people's needs. Nan's done a great job. I've watched. And again, some of this is things we talk through. Some of this is things. And, uh, you know, when we are going out of the way to provide somebody a meal that's, you know, COVID, people say for COVID, we're going out. We, the kids, we don't think about, hey, we got to make sure the kids and then we'll do this. Mm-hmm. The kids are part of this, mm-hmm. if you will. So right. the kids are a part of that as well. That inconvenience for that moment. We just want to get home or we just want to, we've really disciplined and trained it in. No, 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 no. That's a way mm-hmm. of inviting them into this is, uh, you know, after a long school day, after a long day of work, the top of your thing is not when you tell somebody you're going to bring a meal four days out, it sounds great. Yeah. But the day of, <laughs> right, yeah. when everything else is going, you have to make shifts and uh, moves. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we've uh, we've worked at is they're involved in that. Yeah. That they're not secondary. They're not just watching us do that. They're riding with us. Mm-hmm. They may be helping us. They may be altering their schedule as well because we want them to see what Nan said. Sometimes the most meaningful moments are the most inconvenient. Yeah. Which is different than our culture, which oh, is yeah. everything fits around my schedule. Totally. And we've got three kids that we love, but would love to do that. Right. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Well, this idea of, of servant leadership as an identity is not a popular one, especially right. because we, maybe for certain cultures, this idea of, of serving or servanthood is, is there's not a lot of, of dignity, dignity right, associated right. with that. So speak specifically to those who maybe have been wounded or, or struggle with fears of, you know, if I serve, will I get my needs met or, or you know, being taken advantage, right, of. being taken advantage of how can we still learn this idea of servant leadership, even if we've never experienced it or, or have never really seen it modeled for us? Yeah, I think what makes a person unique and stand out is the opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we are so much of a, a society, especially that want to stand out by be so uniquely different. What is different, I think for the way of Jesus is that that way of serving and that way of less humility is not thinking less of myself, but thinking about myself less. Right, right. You know what I mean? I think that's such an opposite thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's dignity in that. Philippians 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, yeah. who was God, did not consider himself to be God right. uh, or did not consider the quality of God something to be grasped, sure. but he made himself. Th- there's no other religious figure in world religion that there's, n- you can't, that doesn't make any sense. Right, right. It goes back to that flipped upside yes. down, the the way up is down. So and, if, the, if our culture is so yeah. about unique, we miss it as Christians. We don't realize how unique this is. That's really good. You know what I mean? Our mm-hmm. culture is yeah. so about unique and my my identity and, and, and right. my brand and my uniqueness. Well, the way of Christ is such an opposite of the way of our culture, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah, and I, I think a really powerful thing to a perspective shift in that, Angela, as you said, if, if, if you think, oh, servant, that's just really hard to— to wrap my mind around, but, but I believe scripture teaches, you're not really doing that for that other person. Mm. This doesn't involve, it first involves your, your relationship with the Lord and obedience to God. Yeah. Take some, take everybody else out of the picture. Mm -hmm. And and then an overflow of that is you are serving other people that God's put into your life. But so even with your spouse and, and probably as we keep talking that, yeah. that man, I, I really don't want to, you know, 
serve or or Make my spouse less. has not deserved this, but yeah. you're not doing it mm-hmm. for, for another them. person. Yeah. Jesus washed Judas's feet, not because he deserved right. it. Yeah. So <laughs> you can I, I have always been able to get behind that mm-hmm. much more than, well, you know what, in this moment, um, I'm not lowering myself or or I'm, I'm not a doormat for right. somebody to take advantage of, but but I that I am doing this. I am my relationship with the Lord. It is for God. And that helps me rather than to, instead of thinking, do do they deserve this? Do they not deserve this? This, all those, those factors that, that we always think of, but, um, Mm. and just that God does have, it's that deep belief that I am serving because I'm, I'm being obedient Mm -hmm. and believing that, you know, God has my best interests in mind. He goes yes. before me and he gives grace to the humble and um, opposes the proud. And sure. he will raise me up in due time. So mm-hmm. it's it's that idea of um, I'm not just being left behind and forgotten about and, mm-hmm. and taken advantage of by, by serving the people around me. It's, no, I believe God teaches that he sees what I do mm-hmm. in secret and he rewards that. That's amazing. And, and I think one of the ways that Nan and I have seen in our marriage, and I just added this from our earlier conversation, is there are times, you know, I'd brag on Nan for a second, the, the demands of my job, there are some certain dreams or certain hopes right now that may not be fully realized mm-hmm. for her because right. of the pressures that we have leading this. And sure. she doesn't see that as a, you know, we lead it together. I lead it, but she's, she's in it with me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But being a mom, so they're on a practical thing, what I'd say to ladies and men, and there's been times in my life, she was in working on her master's in autism and, uh, and, and at, UT, at UGA for a season, there were times where I had to set some things aside, uh, for her. Yeah. And there are times she set some things, but you willingly do that. Mm-hmm. because you believe ultimately what she said, God has your best interest in mind. Right. And for this season, there may be some things, uh, by this, for us, the stage of life we're in, mm-hmm. one kid doing one thing in one season, our life, we just came out of basketball season and we've had two nights in a row at home and we don't know what to do. <laughs> it's like, what? this is the most it's unbelievable great. thing in the world. <laughs> but because of those demands, there's yeah. sometimes the husband and wife has to make sacrifices. Sure. That's a part of being a servant. Yeah, yeah. So, so don't hear this as a big philosophical. This is very practical, practical. in nature. Right. Very practical. There's times that, and it's not just because I love my husband or I love my wife. It's because I'm taking the road that's left travel because I follow Christ. Mm, yeah. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm willing to lay some things aside. I'm willing to lay, I mean, I just have picked up golf again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't for a number of years because, because with our kids so young, I didn't have four hours mm-hmm. on my day off sure. when my my wife has been with screaming kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now that is actually, I've picked it back up. So there were some things that's not wrong. Right. I just had to lay down for a season. Right. You know what I mean? I've picked something that I enjoy back up because we're in a different stage. So she does that really well mm-hmm. uh, and, and in this season of our life. And yeah. that's a way in which, because again, uh, it, it's just that it gets very practical yeah. when you're looking at it through the lens of not just, I want to do this because he's my husband. Or I want to do this because she's my wife, but I do this because I serve and follow Christ. It's yeah. big. It's yeah. good, what good you just talked about is exactly what it looks like practically to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Yeah, outdo one another yeah. in showing honor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I can't stress enough to, and be honest here that of that it is such a daily 
decision and, and an hourly decision sometimes. This It may sound easy us talking about this, but I know personally in my life, like I have to renew that and revisit that every day right. um, to ask the Lord to, um, you know, forgive what's in my heart mm-hmm. that is selfish mm-hmm. and to make me aware of it and open my eyes. And, and I do want my way and I do... It's just all these things, and I, I just can't stress enough that this is such a daily walk and a daily revisiting and mm. renewing our minds of asking God to to help with right. all these things because it it is so hard. Yeah. And so I never would want it to sound like, well, we just got it, this figured out sure. and we're good to go because it's such a daily decision. Right. And I notice it when I when I start living my way and getting my way and becoming resentful yeah. mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. marriage of what I'm not able to do and so it is it is such a coming back to the Lord. Right. Um Daily yep. and moment yeah. by, by moment to say, God, show me, you know, your way right. and uh, not my way and and give me um, wh- ways and eyes to see how to serve others and, right. and not think about my own interests. And I'd say this to young married couples out there. We have a lot in our church. Mm-hmm. I think there is. I don't know if it's new or if it's always been. This gender, I don't know. But one thing I do see is I can't wait to, like, I want to be married and I want to have kids and I want to live my life mm-hmm. the exact same way. Yeah, yeah. Without it, making any adjustments. It doesn't work. <laughs> I just see that. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to. I mean, it, it sounds very like I'm not going to change with kids or I'm not going to change when I get married. We're still going to. And you bring that in there and there's that reality check of going, uh, there, there's an old line that's used the higher the level of leadership you climb the less options you have, mm, mm-hmm. you know, well, the yeah. same realities. And when you get married, <laughs> yeah. there's some sort of things you laid aside Sure, when you had one kid and two kids and three kids. Right. And so there's just that piece of it. That's like, you can't have everything you want mm-hmm. and have the family. You can't you have want. your cake and eat it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I see a lot of tension happen because right. it's like, I'm going to keep my thing. I'm doing my gym. He's doing his gym. We're doing this thing we're mm-hmm. doing. And it's like, no, 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 no. There's some things that are probably going to have to change right. practically right. in your life for this season. Uh, and that's called humility. Mm. Pride is we're going to do the things we've always done and just tag a kid along in it. Yeah. Well, that is not going to work. That's a me first attitude, right? It's it's not going to work. So for all you out there, that's for you. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) No naming names. That's right. So a friend of mine once said, and I love this quote, I always think about it and and I haven't always, I'm not always great at it, but the goal in marriage should be to outserve one another. So it's easy to do, or it's easier, not easier, I wouldn't say sure. it's easier when both spouses are doing that for one another. Mm-hmm. But talk to the person who finds themselves in that difficult position of a one-sided serving in marriage that that maybe they're married to an unbeliever yeah. or they're they're serving and giving and they're not getting that in return. There's many conversations I've had in 10 years at Bethlehem Church almost now, and it revolves around either a husband who's faithful and a wife who is wayward in her faith or mm. not as plugged in, or yeah. the opposite, a wife who is faithful, you know, and I've seen it both. A lot of mm. times we think women, uh, they're the prayer warriors, they're the ones fighting, and the husband's out being a knucklehead, but yeah. I've seen it play out both ways. Okay. Uh, and so what I would say is the way of the gospel, you always have to remember, is he loved us before we loved him, mm-hmm. and he served us before we ever served 
served him or it was on our radar. So the gospel is most being represented in your life when you are, when you are the one initiating without reciprocation. Mm. You know what I mean? When you're, when you're the one doing the, without reciprocation. So I do think what I would say is that's easy to say. It's another thing to do for three years, for five years, Mm. sometimes for three. So I get that. Mm -hmm. But I, I think part of faith and trust is, I don't know the end of the story, mm-hmm. nor do I know what God is doing that I don't see. That's good. You know what I mean? I don't know the end of the story, nor do I know what God that. And I think that's a big, I think that's a, in that context, understanding you don't know the end of the story because it feels like, uh, okay, no, and I yeah. think you don't know the end of the story, nor do you know with the eyes of faith for faith. a few weeks ago, right. the mm-hmm. eyes of faith, what God's doing behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would just encourage that person to um, go deeper than they already are in their in their relationship with the Lord. That, mm-hmm. um, like like we said a few minutes ago, and so that you are reminded that that you are not doing this for that person as much as they may love their wife or husband, but it is comes from that deep place mm-hmm. of of your love for the Lord and your your recognition of of the sin in your life, like we said, the grace that God gives to you that you already know, Mm -hmm. that you desire for your spouse to know about, but they they don't know about God's grace yet. And so functioning from that place, then you're filled up and able to extend grace more to your spouse rather than focusing, rather than talking to the Lord about they they don't deserve this. It's Mm -hmm. hard for me to serve them, love them when they have done this to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't make light of that situation at all, but but I I do know the truth that God, as you just dig deeper in your relationship with the Lord, that he will um, give you the the grace, Mm -hmm. that overflow in your life for your spouse and and also remind you that there is always a return for Mm -hmm. uh, your prayers and for what we're saying when you um, serve someone else no. that you and rarely in the Bible do we see that it happens right away. No. It is always process. It is, yeah. and so sowing um, and reaping, you never see the reaping mm-hmm. as quick as you want. Sure, and 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 clinging to the Lord just encourages you um, that it reminds you that you're suffering, that the troubles that you're experiencing. You know, there's. That there's things to be learned from that, that, yeah. that God really is working in your situation and bringing good from mm. it and um, covering your spouse and really working yes. in their life when you can't see it. That's good. That's great. So, Jason, you recently said that um, we can't fight spiritual battles with physical weapons. And I think we do that in marriages a lot or we're tempted to. So explain what that looks like in marriage. Yeah. And um I would say that same message. I said, faith is acting as if God, what God says is true. Mm-hmm. And so what we've been talking about in the spiritual warfare, or spiritual warfare is that what the Bible sets up is that uh, behind the, behind the visible is an invisible and behind the physical is a spiritual. Mm-hmm. So what I mean in the context of marriage specifically is if I think uh, the symptom is the illness, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. then I'm treating the symptom. Uh, and sometimes it's like taking an Advil, it goes away for a second right. or it goes away for a couple hours, but then it comes back. Mm-hmm. I think that's a physical way. So, um, you know, the, well, a couple ideas would be when I know for Nan and I, 
guy, what she, the way the enemy attacks her looks different than the way enemy attacks me. We're different personalities. Mm -hmm. We're different wirings. We have different backgrounds, but spiritual warfare is the same. So I know, so I think Nan knows when I struggle with fear or when I'm struggling with worry, uh, what's going on is I may seem out of it at home, but Mm -hmm. there's something beside behind that out of it. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Or when Nan seems uh, a little stressed out or a little edgy or something like that, someone's like, Nan, Britt, edgy? I know. You can never believe it. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Trust me. For it sure. happens. God help us. But uh, I say all that to go, there's something always behind that. Sure. And so I think, you know, for uh, there, there's things that are driving that are behind. So mm. there's whether it be uh, spiritual warfare, whether mm. it be lies that yeah. your hu- ladies, I'd say there's a lot of lies your husband believes mm. about himself and about his future. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, lies your wife believes you about said herself. The greatest battle is between yeah, and our so ears. I think what I mean is oftentimes in the quick temperedness, oftentimes, and why is this getting so tense? Is there certain Certain beliefs, there's certain, and I'm going to come back to it at some point, inner vows we've made. Yeah. And where we've made these things in my, I'm not, I can't be loved. Mm -hmm. Or if I don't do this, I'm not man enough. Or if I don't have, I'm not making enough money to really say that there's a thought behind his workaholism. Right. There, there's a, there's a, a stronghold behind her constant need of affirmation yep. all the time. Yep. There's things behind that. It's not just, they need to cut that out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we see it and we try to uh, go and, well, you know, I've not, you know, nothing's changed since last time I loved you. I said, I love you. You know right. what I mean? Well, right. you don't even like, you don't know if you, nothing's ever changed, yeah. but what's driving that. And that's what I mean by spiritual warfare mm-hmm. is it's just not the pressures of the moment. There are things that are going on in their head and their heart mm-hmm. that are driving that. And so I, Nan's going to most experience how Jason's attacked spiritually mm-hmm. because she's the person who I share my life with. I'm going to most experience the way Nan is under spiritual warfare, the enemy lies and uh, deception and the things that w- right. your spouse is going to most experience that. Sure. And for believers, what we know is it's not that those things aren't real, is that there's things up under it. Does that make sense? Very much. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Just things that you're talking about are, are like makes me think of, um, you know, insecurity, mm-hmm. worth, yes. and value too, and um, identity and uh, purpose. Yes. And mm-hmm. that often those to me are the things up underneath that that we might try to treat physically, mm-hmm. but we're really battling that spiritually. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah. so um, your husband or your wife may may receive the disappointment or the anger or the be on the other end of that conversation when it, when if you really dig deep mm. it comes back to I'm really feeling insecure um, about this um, yeah. and and so um, often we look to the world to give us that yes. identity that purpose that sense of value to fill those insecurities when we're supposed to be looking to right. what the word says what yeah. God's word says yeah. about us purpose and worth and meaning uh, are such deep core issues that the enemy feasts on, yeah. and the enemy goes after. And 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 in doing that, um, our marriage oftentimes, or our kids oftentimes, we don't realize gets tangled up in there. Mm-hmm. My purpose mm-hmm. and my worth, my security, mm-hmm. um, all of these things. When I can't find it, we yeah. shuffle it around, and so that that's really what we're saying. And so I'd go back and almost go, let's start. How does being a servant and being less than have to do with spiritual warfare? 
warfare. Because if you go into marriage with a me first mentality, you're dead in the water. Mm. So when you go into marriage, understanding this isn't about me. That's my mindset yeah. from day one. This isn't about me. Mm. What you're doing is opening your eyes to the spiritual warfare. Because there's some people listening going, it took y'all to get there. Mm-hmm. Took you a few minutes to get because we're talking about serving. and that. Because the posture and the mindset you have going into marriage matters. Right. Because that that's the battle. Oftentimes when people make the flip and make the switch to go and, you know, we'll all go, my life, I can't. Well, when you're when you're first standing on the, you know, standing on the stage or standing on the platform, getting married, all you envisions like this is like dream come true. Right, right. Fairy but then tale. you don't even realize once the pressures and stresses start, how quickly it comes back to you mm-hmm. uh, and decisions you make and things you all of these financially. I mean, yeah. the, all of the things that cause stress in sure. marriage come if we can just get the right right mindset. Outdo lo- one another. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Outdo one another. Uh, uh, outdo showing each other honor. Yeah, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and every submit to Christ. We submit to one another as we submit to Christ, and yep. so that being the mindset awakens us to spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. When I go in me first, yeah, Nan's my biggest problem. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Jason's my biggest problem. When it's me first, here's the person competing with me mm-hmm. that I'm living and doing life with. And they're not on my side. Nan needs to get on Jason's page of what life is. Right. Or Jason needs to get on Nan's page. Does that make sense? Yeah, for and sure. And that, that's the root of spiritual warfare is you're being deceived that your spouse has become your biggest enemy and your biggest problem when actually your mindset and the way you think is. Mm. That's yeah. Good. And sometimes that you'll be susceptible to generally the same thing through your whole life. But then I would say other times it's you're the stage of life that you're in uh, reveals new uh, vulnerabilities yes. with the enemy. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that in our lives with maybe it's a time where I'm not, I wasn't working. And so I had, a, uh, I realized a, an insecurity about that. Right. And so I was, uh, you know, Jason um, talking to me, he, he felt that frustration Mm -hmm. and I would take that out on him. But really the root of it was that I was feeling insecure about what is my purpose. I'm I'm used to having this title, um, working a job and now I'm at home with kids. Mm -hmm. Well, that was that, that was the spiritual, the emotional, um, battle I was working through, but unfair for me to take that out on him to act like you, don't care about what, you know, mm-hmm. I can contribute or yeah. whatever it may be. And, yeah. and here he is just, you know, innocent to really a lot of what's what I'm battling with. Right. But um, sometimes we're, I wasn't aware of that for a while. And it's sure. that's just a, an example of stages of life can bring about vulnerabilities and things you're working through um, that you try to put your value in. Right. But then the Lord is reminding you that that's not who you are, Nan, that's not where your value yeah, comes so from. But then your spouse is just on the other side of it going, whoa, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, where did this come from? I remember that season, what she's talking about. <laughs> I also remember, though, that was a season where we had young kids, and uh, they're cute and wonderful on social media. Yeah. But they're boogers at the house all day by themselves, <laughs> you know. And so I would come home, and this is before we were in Bethlehem, and we were working a fast-paced job, and I was in a fast-paced church. And and I would come home, and I wanted them to run at my pace mm-hmm. of decision-making right. and going. So we had—Nan was searching for, mm-hmm. like, I didn't have this title, and yeah. I'd been this teacher, and I, I just got my degree. And, and I, she was literally about to go into the next pay scale, and then she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then here I am. I'm moving at this pace, and it's bam, bam, bam. 
bam, and and let's go, and life's good, and I'm 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 climbing the ladder, and then I come home, and it's dum dum dum, you know, kids, and this is what you're expecting, and so she had to whip me out of shape too, uh, right. and just go, hey hey hey, and I remember our old pastor saying, there's a pace of life, and there's a pace of love. Mm. That's right. Uh, there's Go a pace ahead. of life and there's a pace of love. And the pace of life and the pace of love are not the same. Mm. Uh, and, and realizing for and for Nan, there's a voice of truth and a voice of lies in that season. Yeah. And for me, there was a pace of life and there's a pace of love. Mm. And, and love wasn't them getting it to, up to my pace and us doing things on my timetable. And, and for Nan, it was, I had to learn that. For Nan, it was my worth and my value can't get tied up into this, nor can Jason give me. Uh, you know, right. I tell our staff all the time, I cannot give you, I tell you guys, cause mm-hmm. you know, I've got a great staff, but I want to do this. I'll do that. This is what God's called me to. Okay. I cannot give you what God does not have for you, mm-hmm. but I cannot keep from you what God does have for you. That's good. Ultimately, I can't give mm-hmm. Nan what God doesn't have for her, mm-hmm. and, but I cannot keep from Nan, in the same way yeah. for both of we believe that that ultimately, this is in this is in God's hand. God's yeah. plan or our picture. That's right. Commit right? to God's plan and not our picture yeah. of it. That's, That's good. good. I think a really tangible thing that is easy. We could all do this. I missed this for a while in our marriage, but to um, as a spouse to encourage each mm-hmm. other. Um, you know, when you're an adult, there's not really many people in your life, like celebrating you saying, good job, your husband in their job, your wife in their job. It's stressful. Um, you, you may feel like more of a failure than a success and a lot of things you do, but something simple that we can all do that changes the climate of Mm -hmm. our home and marriage is to encourage our spouse and to say, I'm really proud of you or you, you did a great job with that. And I, again, I admit, um, I, I have not done that before and then realized how much it meant to Jason. Mm -hmm. And, and we also, we, we don't want to open that door for other people in our spouse's lives to be the one that is, is giving them affirmation. We, we should be the one. And even if there's not many things you could currently say good about your spouse, if you're just in a really hard time, you can find something or you can recognize something in their job that they do. And that simple thing can really um, be a way a you serve each other. Right. I know we're going a little longer, but there is a power. And Nan's so right about this. There's a power like I and, and Nan figured that I can have 6,000 people on Sunday morning. That's the greatest message I ever heard. But if Nan it talks about what she learned and, and how something and I, that just lifts my soul, mm-hmm. my wife, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and everybody can tell her how unbelievable event night to shine is or yeah. how something, but if I point out something that I see it's because they, they, they have a unique seat and a place in your life. And ultimately their, their words, uh, hold more mm-hmm. weight than anybody's. Yes. I think we underestimate that. And I would just remind that words. to people out there, you yeah. don't realize husband, and wife how much he ever he's got all these friends telling him all this stuff she's got all her buddies yeah. telling her all this stuff but your words mm. of affirmation and your words of encouragement outweigh that that's a Carry spiritual a thing yeah. that's yeah. a spiritual god anointed mm. thing that's, that's yeah because you may be thinking I, I it's really hard to wrap my mind around what we've been talking about of, of serving because maybe in your marriage or your family i mean it's just very, very, maybe very difficult right now to right. get to that place. But 
you may, that's an easy, tangible thing you could say, okay, I could start there. Yeah. I could yeah. pick one thing every day yep. to and, give a compliment And look for about. the results, you know, look to see those seeds being sown yeah. and, and the fruit that you yeah. reap because, as, as yeah, a result. That is serving. I don't we, know anybody in our culture right now who's walking around going, man, I'm just so encouraged. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's Please nobody don't going, encourage no, me anymore. Nobody say anything nice to me. <laughs> right. Don't encourage yeah. me. So That's yeah. good. That's it's been good. fun. Thank you both so much. I cannot thank you enough. This has been such a blessing to me, and I hope that this talk blesses all of you listening. Thank you so much for joining us, both of you. Thank you for your time. And thanks for listening, and we will see you again soon. Take care.